No matter what we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. Finally, 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 entering uh, phase three, excuse me. (laughs) What phase is it? We're in phase two, about to be in phase three. Uh, Stereo Bros podcast, uh, live and direct, fresh off that COVID bid. You know what I mean? Did that three months calmly. You know what I mean? Um, No day room shit for all my people that been in jail. No day room. You know what? We was out here. You know what I mean? We was out here, but we was in here. But it's your boy, P&L. Part of my voice, if it sounds a little raspy, I've just been practicing podcasting. <laughs> so excited. To, in the shower. To, right. Like, so excited <laughs> to be back outside that i just been outside losing my voice. But uh, it's P&L. Who else we got in the building? It's Jazzy. And we have a special guest today. Oh, it's Cass. Hi, hey. Cass. Hey, hey. Hey, um, hey. Cass, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Cassandra. Uh, and I am the owner of the Rosario Group, which is, a multi- which is a multidisciplinary event and marketing company. And then I also run a platform called Food Before Love that addresses the disparity in dining for black and brown diners and helps kind of bridge the gap and give people the space to identify, um, you know, see other people that look like them that experience dining while black. That's dope. Sound like you got some... Great things going on, so we definitely want to hear more about that. And she's my special. It sounds <laughs> like you're also part special. of a sorority too. That's what's up. That's what's Ooh. up. So we'll make sure to keep you safe from those Coleman guys that take seven years in undergrad. Don't worry, we got you. Wow. Yes. Shout out, listen, I know every time I do that, I get so I do that, and then all the all the cues and the omegas that I know hear the episode and technically, like, yo, bro, why Rightfully you keep doing that? So. Which, it, but it's all love. It's all love. But some of them do be in school mad long. So, I mean, we had to just... I'm like, I can name a few alphas that Come on, but we're not going to do that here. <laughs> Listen. Just Especially this long. Upstate. Whoa, come on. Stop that. We just got you to... open the door. We almost got to phase three. Come on. We, we, we try to open up New York, not close it back okay, down. Okay, you know okay. I mean? Come on, it's mm-hmm. not nice. You got um, it. Shep suit. We'll be back soon. She out here doing what she do. Um, but she'll be rejoining us soon. So... She gave us her blessing to have another <laughs> lovely member of her sorority step in. And Kat's got a lot of dope shit going on anyway. Yes, she so does. it makes yeah. sense. Um, but you haven't heard from us in a long time, so we're going to jump right into it. Black Lives Matter movement. Black Lives Matter. Um, I guess we kind of got to start with what we think about it. And I know we had some live podcasts and we did some Zooms and some brunches and we talked about a few different things. But that was all before the murder of George Floyd and um, the subsequent protest and you know everything else. And I think for me, the Black Lives Matter term gets used in like weird ways. Like I've heard rappers say shit like, "I'll give a cow with a backhand." Black Lives Matter, well, not yours, black man. Like, <laughs> in the context of talking about their enemies, right? Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. I know you probably didn't think I was going to you know, take that. I really wasn't that. ready for that. 
But <laughs> I do think that the um, the concept of Black Lives Matter movement does make a lot of sense. Um, I think in the last two months, the things that they've been able to accomplish in terms of occupying City Hall, mm-hmm. helping to start the defunding of the NYPD and just having some real important conversations, I think have been important. Mm-hmm. I think where I go kind of unsure is I don't quite know what the true genesis or what the true um, mission of Black Lives Matter movement is because I keep getting like articles about it really means this or it really stands for that. So um, I think for me, I want Black Lives Matter to mean the restoration of the black and brown family structure, right? I think once we get back to a nuclear family, that's like the key to us improving our community, first and foremost. And then any other ancillary movements can tack onto that. But I think the, the most important thing we got to do is get back to family because every other community... Like, family is, like, the the norm. And for us, yes, we do have a lot of common law marriages and people be with they, they BM forever and shit like that. But I feel like a lot of men think that a woman isn't really his his woman or his wifey until she's, like, battle-tested. Until she's been through enough shit, she can't be, like, my, my queen, which is stupid as shit, right? So I do think we focus more on family. Like, okay, you identify a dope woman... Don't just identify as the woman that you want to smash. The thought should be, she's dope, and I want to build a life with her, right? And mm-hmm. the smashing is kind of like a part of that whole situation, right? But it, it can't be like, yo, she is she, she bad, bitch, I'm going to fuck on her. Like, what does that mean, right? Like, what does that mean? Well, it's interesting that you say you think that uh, the black man should think more about family when he sees a woman, but... I think it's more about a general respect thing. And I think black men Except Gail King, need to have... Everyone else, yeah. Exactly. You see, exactly. exactly. Taking down Gail King. You need There needs to be more respect for the black woman. Not just the black woman you want to marry. Not just the black woman you want to impregnate. It just needs to be more respect for black women from black men. Period. Um, And I also think, like, you mentioned a nuclear family... I also think like, and I'm assuming here, but a nuclear family, I'm thinking of it in a hetero sense. And essentially when I think about black love and black families, you know, that includes the LBGTQ community and what their black love and what their black families look like um, and creating like an equitable space for what all kind of black love could be. Um, And then just to go back to what you said about what the Black Lives Matter movement looks like to me, I think we kind of get caught up now in like this idea of this one organization. And I don't know if y'all saw the drama with the nonprofit that took all this money and said they were Mm -hmm. the Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. movement, but they really wasn't. Mm -hmm. They were some white people doing some Mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I don't think about the Black Lives Matter movement as this like silo organization that's kind of pushing you know what we need forward though I I do believe that that is happening I do think of it as a kind of community initiative that we're all a part Mm -hmm. of that we all take a part in every day Mm -hmm. you know in the way that we decide to protest whether it's on the street Mm -hmm. or in the courtroom you know Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like no and that's a good point and so the the piece about LGBTQ Q I'm pressing it I, I don't know. Is it I LGBTQ? There are more letters now that I'm yeah. not um, 
completely. I've been trying to practice like the main letters. Educated but, <laughs> on it. Um. So that's part of sometimes what I struggle with too is because I think of every movement in the past that we've we've dealt with, whether recent or in the, in you know the, the far past, and I don't think that sexual orientation, preference, expression, however you want to phrase it, was something that was put at the forefront of it. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. something that's definitely important. Like, we're not going to say it, say that it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, I don't even think that you can go as far as to say that a heterosexual family is more important. Right. But right? when you say nuclear family, you think of this traditional mom, mom dad, and dad, you know, kids, two whatever, kids, yeah. Dog. Yeah, I mean... That's what I'm saying. It's only one look. So I know that, you know, and I've heard talk about people saying that the LGBTQ movement is is being wrapped up into Black Lives Matter. But from what I understand, the founders of Black Lives Matter, some of them are queer or, you know, uh, I think lesbian or, or whatever. So I can understand if you're fighting for rights, fighting for your right to be seen within your own community. Because I think the argument is that, like, okay, I'm fighting for your life, but you don't want to fight for mine. Right. Which, when you think about it, is kind of messed up. And I know that it's just like, okay, well, we don't have time. We we will worry about that. But this is what we focused on, black liberation. Yeah, but then you know, black, like, black I think, trans people are dying every day. Right. So. And so it's like, well, why are these black people not important enough to be worried? Because the thing about it is, is they're not being killed just because they're black. They're being killed because they're black trans. And they mm-hmm. know people will not be concerned about their life. They will not come and look for their killers or murderers. And you can just do anything you want to these people because no one's going to care. So I think it's like... We should care about all, like, about all black lives. Absolutely. No, I hear that. And I think, I said this on a prior episode, I think sometimes, it's just my opinion, right? I think sometimes there's a misconception in our community that um, there's like this strong disdain or hate for the LGBT community. And I haven't experienced that. Granted, I'm not part of that community, Mm -hmm. but I have you know, relatives on on all different that can pick any like any one of them letters out, right? Mm-hmm. And you sound like a white person right now. Like I got black friends, right? Exactly. I, I, I wasn't gonna say that. No. <laughs> I know I ain't saying that, but it's just like um, I don't look at my my gay family as like gay Earl or mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I got you, right? Like so, in my mind, if people that I grew up with are gay, like. Even in my hood, like, it was people that was gay. Nobody was beating him up because it was gay. It was the opposite. If you came through trying to beat him up because he was gay, we beating you up. So, like, <laughs> I, I've i never seen it to be a problem. So, that's why in my mind, I'm focused more on, I guess you could say, like, a heterosexual nuclear family. I'm not saying that all families don't matter. I'm not saying that um, a black lesbian or a black gay family doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is that I think one of the, th- one of the ways that the government was able to fuck our community up is to take the man mm-hmm. out of the house I agree. Right. back in the 60s and we haven't recovered mm-hmm. right so I do think that there is a necessity for people to get back to a nuclear family now that's tough to hear because I know a lot of people are going to say well what about you know trans and everyone else I think everybody can still have their families as well I think they can all exist in a parallel world now if we need to say it as all black families matter if that checks off a box for everyone and gets everyone comfortable. 
I'm fine with that too. But how I wake up thinking about it is I want more families like mine to take over the hood and, and flourish. If that means there's families that don't look like mine, but they black and doing the same thing and, and, and trying to make the same moves I'm trying to make, mm-hmm. I'm for that too. But I think that the emphasis has to be on getting back to that family. Mm-hmm. And I think that for people that are, you know, the hoteps or the fake wokes or however you want to call them. Hoteps, Lord. People will, will see that the founders have this mission to um, protect, you know, trans lives and things like that and feel like that's going to co-opt the movement. Because there is a, a sense that there's an agenda to, I don't want to call, um, do it like, you know, eugenics and get like old black men out of the picture. But I've heard from a lot of like hoteps and people like that. Right, like, I'm like, from who? <laughs> a lot of yeah, like, like, where you heard this? Nah, like, I can give you resources like once we're done, but it's like I keep getting articles like, yo, um, they're trying to feminize our men. Mm-hmm. It's happening in rap. Like, you look at like certain guys and how they, you know, present and things like that. I- think that okay we were in covid people want to be out here protesting i think the and and you know i'm, I'm not i'm i don't want to make any judgments because i'm happy for anybody here advocating for black people black liberation black yes. reparation, all of that i don't care white brown whatever you are thank you for coming out right but i do think that some people want something to latch on to so like if you're a, a white queer person you're just like yes gays matter like and (laughs) you know we we want to support our you know all black lives you know i think it was a way for them to latch on i don't know if necessarily all of them are like you know black lives matter movement you know black people Mm -hmm. deserve reparations i think they're just like the black gays need to be seen as well like and that and that's what they identify with and that's why that is being pushed forward if that makes sense, I don't no. know. If so that do you makes feel sense. like they wouldn't sense. be a part of the conversation if if it didn't? Right, I don't think okay. so. I think some. I do think some people are like that. Not all, but I definitely think that is a little bit behind the push for that aspect of the Black Lives Matter movement. Absolutely, and and just to take that that point further, it's just like I I cringe when I hear that somebody was killed because of their sexual orientation. Right. Like that's wild, corny, right? And I do think that. It is like to, to me, it, it's 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 sickening. But what I do like is that there's been times I've been trying to drive around Brooklyn, and a white guy on a bike stops traffic because there's a Black Lives Matter protest. Like to me, I'm like, you know what? If you stop in traffic for me as a black person to protest <laughs> some shit that's gonna benefit me, yo, that go ahead, good. bro. No, ahead. <laughs> let me tell you. On Juneteenth, I tried to go, you know, say my respects to the ancestors, and I went to Fort Green Park, which was full of black people picnicking and being black and it was just like oh my god black people are so beautiful like everybody picnic, picnic has racial i know cook cook layout it was called a layout it was not called a picnic it, it was called a layout okay um and everybody had their blankets it wasn't two stepping pick a nigger no it was okay. a layout that was <laughs> you know what i'm saying because picnic the origin of it was pick a nigger yeah. lynch him and then you know no but I, at one point i was like standing in the park out on looking out onto decal avenue and there was a pro to a bike protest. First of all, my homegirl was like, first of all, I just don't think bike protest should count because that it just seems too easy. Like you're just you're just biking and yelling things out. I, they're not my thoughts. Somebody else made them fit. But literally, the majority of the group was white people 
there were brown people mixed in, Latinas, oh, really? uh, black people, but it was majority white people biking down DeKalb Avenue. Black was- lives matter. Black like, and they're clapping as they. So and then I'm looking. So I'm literally like doing a double take because I'm looking at them. Then I look behind me and all the black people is chilling. They are drinking. They are two stepping and they are living their black ass happy lives. And these white people is out here protesting for them. Driving, riding down DeKalb, screaming Black Lives Matter. It was just the most hilarious thing to me. (laughs) But I think in a way, like, I did protest once during this Mm -hmm. quarantine. And there were a lot of white people out there. And I was kind of feeling like they should be here and not me. Right. Because like, I should be at home living my best <laughs> life. And they should be out here fighting. I but feel bad. my homegirl did say to me, like, this is our fight, you know? So we do have to be out here. And it is kind of a shame to see more of them, them than out us there. out there. So I do get that as well. But I also think that we're all fighting in our own ways, in our own personal lives. And I definitely yeah. feel sure. like this is the time that black people need to be huddling and need to be talking in their circles their spheres of influence about what it is that they can do individually to to help you know because i mean i i think uh, again it's a lot of emotionally draining you know content constantly seeing people being you know killed on tv on top of covid on top of the people that are dying of a pandemic that is disproportionately affecting us you reminding us of the racism that we face. And we sitting at home. We don't got to go in the office and see Sally and Ben and all of them. And now you're just thinking about, you know, all your conversations that you've had with them. And yeah. you're like, I should have said something back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're like, what's, what's up? Let me look at their Facebook. What are they saying about Black Lives Matter? Because I definitely went through my Facebook list. Like, I sure let me see same. who I got to unfriend here. Like, I waited a couple of weeks. I was like, all right, all right, everybody has, you know, made a statement or done something. Let me see who I got to unfriend. I'm like, by now, everyone has made yeah. a statement. So. Yeah. I mean, that's the tough part, too, because I think everybody can do something. Like, I'm getting CCRB training, which is basically suing cops and filing complaints when they violate, right? Like, I'm, I'm doing that, and I'm just like, yo, this is crazy, right? Um, I do think there's different ways to get activated. So, the people that protest... I tip my hat. I'm not a protester. Right. I get way too claustrophobic. But why? Why? Why would you put? And I'm sorry to say, protesters are generally younger people. It's no, it's true. They got the. I know where this is going. Seriously. Keep the good blacks at home. And no, no, oh, sorry, that's sorry. not what okay, I was okay. saying. I want to well, make sure. I want to make sure. My thing is like, no, that's not what I was saying. I want to make sure. <laughs> I was saying you, your energy is better spent doing things that would have more impact. In that way, I'm too important to be outside. I, agree. I did not I say agree. that. Is, that what, money, it, is that what it sounds like? Nah, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Because that's not what I mean. I know, I know, I know. Um, no, but it's it's true. It's just like I made sure that I got the CCRB training and I I pushed for it to like um, be spread amongst like people I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also made sure to have as many conversations with people, right, and basically give people resources. I have folks I know who was arrested. And I'm like, okay. Hit mm-hmm. you know coolest person and stuff like that, um, and I do think the protests are important because I do think civil disobedience unrest and, and unrest mm-hmm. is important because that leads to financial ramifications, mm-hmm. which leads to change, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. protest by itself doesn't do anything, but when they feel like they're losing money, mm-hmm. when you have in their pockets, that's when they start to actually 
Um, pay attention. Pay attention. Exactly. Yeah. Um, money and violence, right? Because that's mm-hmm. the that's the other step, right? Like a couple cops got like hands and feet put on them. <laughs> sorry. Which well, uh, I mean, we gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I never advocate for that, right? But I do think that certain narratives get spun, right? Like we all from New York City, and in the summertime, crime goes up. Yeah. Right. And what they what so now what they saying is like we disbanded anti crime, and now because of that. It's all the numbers all are going, numbers up. going up. No, first you know, of all, you know, it's a hot ass summer. You know it gets popping every, every year. And then tackling what? three months in the house. When we were, all the murders that were gonna happen from March till June. Okay, you've been in the house. You've been hiding. It, ha- it happens every they year. Finally they, they finally, finally outside. outside. They finally outside. You finally catch them. Like I, I, yeah. I, I'm with you. I am. I've already had that. Right. Thought. So. There's that, but now that uh, this this all sounds very sad. Violence is so wrong. I just, you know, I, but I'm, it, it's just it's just cyclical. That's what we've observed. Not yeah. that it's right. Yeah, but like, and just yesterday in Brownsville, somebody got killed on a really bad corner, and I I just drove past there not too long ago today. And it's like a cop car there with, with two cops on their phones. I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, like. But they don't do, like, they have the statistics say that they spend their time being reactionary to everything. Showing up at the crime scene and then still never solving the crime. How so, many crimes get solved? In the, like, what are you, what is it that you're doing? All the, you do is arrest people for weed. Nah, I'm going to tell you. And then come to the crime scene. They when, have a revenue generating function most of the time. Like, they are out there trying to proactively generate Revenue via summonses. So if we keep crime down ourselves and show that Thank you. major crime like burglaries and major mm-hmm. felonies don't increase with the uh, decrease in enforcement, mm-hmm. then they can't say that they're needed. Because right. a few yeah. years ago, they turned it back on de Blasio and said, oh, we're doing a stoppage. Okay. Crime didn't spike. Happened. Like nothing happened. So if we can scale that to like the whole summer where it's just like, okay, if last summer there was... Okay, I think up to now it's been like five murders, right? Let's say if last summer there was five and we keep it at five, they, then they have no argument and that same defunding can then go to building out more food before loves. It can mm-hmm. build more studios like this. It can it summer can youth, have more support for some of you can come back. Like my thing is if you got a job and you making money, you don't have time to go out and shoot anybody. You don't have time to yeah. go and have the first thing they cut but I don't truly believe that the money that they're gonna defund, sad to say, but I don't if they do end up defunding it, I don't believe that they're gonna put the money in the right resources. I think it's gonna not. be a lot of like of surface level topical kind mm-hmm. of we did something with that money kind mm-hmm. of solutions of that don't really work. And I think Scott Stringer, the uh, comptroller, already said that de Blasio's defunding in his budget was very like... Um, they just move money Bait and around. switch. They just move yeah, money Yeah, he around, just moved it, yeah. Right? And it's just like, there's no reason why they are militarizing the police when, again, you can literally have something that says, okay, domestic violence unit and train like social workers, let them go mm-hmm. handle yeah. DVs, people that are emotionally disturbed. Let them have a person that shows up and says, yo, what's happening today? What's up with you? Like, because mm-hmm. most of the time, people that are emotionally disturbed need somebody to listen. Like, if you mm-hmm. show up and listen, nine times out of ten, you can de-escalate. But they showed up on Utica Avenue and shot a man. Mm-hmm. And people that shot him didn't even say, hey, stop. They got a, a, a new person to enable the transplant. Said it was a, a guy waving what looked like a gun at people, but he was known in the neighborhood. And they call the cops, of course. The cops show up, get out the car, 
bang, 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 he's dead. And everybody's like, yo, okay, yes, he was doing that, but everyone knows this guy is a yeah, harmless guy. Shoot him. But somebody new to the neighborhood was like, oh my gosh, I feel threatened. Of course. It was a Karen. I was right. like, Karen, I'm sure. Karen right? So, but, and there's also people joining this force that are just like, it's a good job. I know I can go there, work overtime, and make, you know, six figures and after a certain jobs. amount of, a city, exactly. You know? And but it, all the, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but I, I just want to make sure that we understand too, that all the black and brown cops, degrees, like had to be the best of the best to get there. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the Karen and Kevin cops come from cop families mm-hmm. on Long Island and kind of roll through it and get told, watch watch Harlem, mm-hmm. watch Crown Heights, watch yeah. Brownsville. Because back in 87, let me tell you, man, that crack, right. that crack rocking. Right. But I also think some of that money that we're defunding the police with need to go into resources for the police to like get trainings. Absolutely. Um, those psychoanalysis that they do when they first get into the academy, they mm-hmm. never do that again. You could be 20 years on the job mm-hmm. and someone never does some kind of assessment. Mm-hmm. And you think about the kind of PTSD Absolutely. and the kind of trauma from the things that they see they and see. they experience mm-hmm. that they don't get to talk to anybody mm-hmm. about. And it, the force says that they can go see a therapist if they really want to. Right. But I know plenty of police that don't do that because they're afraid of it being lives. on their record. Mm-hmm. And then if something happens, they're, they you know, they're going to yeah. they're gonna blame that. You know, even if you went to damn marriage counseling, now they're like, like, oh well you went to see a counselor mm-hmm. and who you knows what happened you know so there's also not a safe space for them to mm-hmm. do any of the healing that they need to do and That's be able point. to be on these streets with our our young kids i didn't i didn't think about that the other thing too that on that same point is that i feel like cultural training and just the, the nypd is the only agency i say this all the time the only city agency fuck that cultural training shit because nah, a guy got shot the other day who was doing the, who was doing the cultural training with the police force and they shot him that's fucked up but to my other point the <laughs> nypd is the only agency that doesn't have a city residency requirement to mm-hmm. be a member or an employee of most city agencies you have to live in the city except the nypd so i think if they actually lived lived where they worked it would be a very different situation because then... They will understand better. Right. And I think that would be like a de facto kind of cultural training. But again, we're not getting road scholars as cops most of the time. <laughs> if we want to be cops, we got to be right. super impeccable. And but then they still don't. not get promoted. And still not... Like, Edwin Raymond now is like a famous cop who is is uh, actually one of a city council. But mm-hmm. it's just like, he basically blew the whistle and said, yo, like they they have quotas and they basically are doing a lot to fuck about our neighborhoods and we tired of it mm-hmm. and it almost ended his career so they made a documentary about it called um, Crown Plus Punishment mm-hmm. and they exposed on camera hidden camera how crazy the NYPD really is and a lot of good cops don't speak up because they'll speak up and then next thing you know they go from the blue wall of silence an 8 to 4 with a calm schedule to now they put you in a, a 4 to 12 by yourself <laughs> on a dark ass corner <laughs> right like they do fucked up shit like that because for them, it's a way of protecting a way of life. Um, but to that same point, I don't want to hear what no other celebrity got to say. If you're not putting up bread or you're not like on the front facts, lines, facts I don't want to hear. Got to call them out like Trey Songs, calling out Meek Mill. Wait, what? What happened with that? Because I didn't, I didn't he, see that. He, I guess he wanted him to like 
donate to some um why he didn't donate he got money he did donate so his thing was like he was encouraging other people you know how people was doing like that match me whatever i think it was in the same vein and then meek mill was like oh you must not know what i've been doing yeah but i say he he don't know about prison reform well well that too but he also like i guess he like sold his phantom or or i think he He did like a write-off or something like that like something like underhanded shit that really wasn't like he was like (laughs) giving to charity but anyway um but <laughs> Trey Songz was challenging him to, you know, put up or shut up. Like money. In these situations, celebrities like unless they're like a Harry Belafonte type person, or like um some from Star Wars, like the black dude that was getting washed in Star Wars with a real jo- life John Boyega. Yeah, like <laughs> hey, yo, Star Wars, he got fucked up crazy. I did like, not they, see the movie. They beat but his I am ass. familiar with They him. beat his ass. I'm like, bro, get up. They beat that boy unconscious. I can't. But on the on the, on the protests and shit, like he's he's like, yo, fuck a job. Like this is what it is. If you want to be one of those, cool. But the tweeting some shit and then going back to popping his hand, like move, <laughs> yeah. move, my dude. Because half of them can't even put together like a a cogent or a comprehensible sentence. Well, so, I do think that this time should be sent spent like understanding the movement and why people are upset and what can be done what this person's idea is what this person's you know like try to make yourself knowledgeable because i find a lot of times they're just like i'm a dumb celebrity i don't know anything i can't say anything that's for other people to do where do i need to give the money but i do think it is on them as artists you know whatever your craft is to you know make yourself knowledgeable i mean I mean, the thing is, like, I don't feel like it's on these celebrities to do anything, really. Like, I just have low expectations of them in general. Mm-hmm. A lot of them come out and say, like, I'm not a role model and I'm not doing this, that, and a third. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's a shame, like, when you look at that picture from, like, the Rock Nation brunch. I don't know if you guys have seen that meme where it's, like, billions of dollars in this photo, not one school, not one bank, mm-hmm. not nothing. I haven't seen that, so that stuff, that, I feel that. Because, like, some of these kind of... B-level, C-level celebrities. It's mm-hmm. like, y'all could be doing more with your mm-hmm. platform, especially with the kind of following and with that, all the young people well, that, right, that exactly. you know, are behind them. But then you look at these, like, billionaires, and it's like, where's your school at? Right. right. You know, and, and we look at, you know, people like Oprah, who have given money to, like, overseas and have put so many people through school. I know she has a program at Morehouse and things like that, but it's like, just looking back at your own community mm-hmm. um, and more could be done. I'm, I'm sure a lot of these celebrities are doing a things lot, that we don't but there's, know, right? there's more that could be done, but I'm also not putting too much pressure on them because I do feel like there's also white celebrities that could be putting some money back into um, the people that support them. I agree, but I just, I think for like people, I don't want to say people like us, but we're not looking to celebrities for our information and for, you know, our salvation and how we should approach, you know, black liberation. But there are younger people, people that are, Simple, Maybe not. Uh, is that, I, don't, simple, you know, I don't know what the simple, term would be that's not less, offensive. Less learned. Less, less learned. learned <laughs> that don't necessarily know where to go, but they'll follow, you know, I don't know. And I got Kodak the same kind of guy. Like, I don't know. And free Kodak. Kodak. Yellow boy. Free Kodak, man. You know, like they. No, he's these, a pedophile. These are. Kodak is a. Since when? What? Kodak Black? Yes. He like 20. I do not support him. And he don't like dark skinned women. He's dark skinned. I do not support him. I've, I've heard similar. 
I didn't hear all this information. This is all news to me. Yeah, he's of a course dub. you didn't know. He's, he's canceled, bro. Co- Wait, Kodak Black is canceled. I got a Kodak Black playlist. Well, might want to delete that one. How am I gonna run tomorrow? <laughs> you'll, you'll figure it I out. I can make a playlist in in, in ten hours. Mm-hmm. But no, I think everything y'all saying about the uh, combination of not relying on celebrities and not expecting much out of them, I agree with. But then I also do feel like if you're billionaire status, what bothers me is they take these pictures at these brunches and it's like, oh, black excellence, right? And even people that I know that do that same shit is just like 10 niggas with a fedora on. Not the Nigga, fedora. I don't care about none of that dumb shit, <laughs> son. Like, cause You don't like the king marches? We are kings? No, no. Like, I love... Nah, listen, listen. I love dad gang. I'm a black man. man I'm- <laughs> listen, I love all of that. I love dad gang. I love all of that. Shout out to dad gang. Yeah, like, I love all of that kind of stuff. But what I'm... Because dad gang is much more, like... It's more tangent. I was like, that gang is doing stuff, though. It's doing stuff, right. and it's tangible, because mm-hmm. they they outside with it. I'm talking about people, like... Fronting. Nah, it's not even fronting, but it's just, like, perpetuating opulence as excellence, mm-hmm. right? Like, just because... Capitalism. Just because you got a watch or, like, a Gucci shirt or some shit like that, that's not black excellence to me, like... You know what's interesting? Just, I w- like, all I'm saying is that I feel like I'm really, and I hate saying this shit like I'm outside, but it's more like, I'm really, like, I'm not going to say that, but it's more like I'm in tune with what's happening in corporate America, I'm sorry, in corporate America and in the hood, and it's just like, I feel like people in the hood, they just want something to aspire to, good or bad, right? They're either going to aspire to be the gangster, or they're going to aspire to be the entrepreneur, and if more people presented themselves you don't even got to go to the hood directly if you don't want to go to the hood. But you could use your platform and say, here's some information, right? Like, here's a cool way that you can actually, like, benefit your community. Yeah. Okay, your version of Black Lives Matter on the block can be, we're going to protect this neighborhood. Right. So we're going to start a, a tenant patrol. Or it could be, we're going to pool our money and start a garden and, and grow vegetables and, and mm-hmm. grow fruit. And then anybody that want to sell weed... We'll get you legal. We'll mm-hmm. get you like a license. I was like, we gonna grow that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, we ain't gonna grow that. But we'll get you like a license. And I, like, there's so yeah. much we can be doing. We're in the information age, and most people choose to consume the wrong information. But then, to your point, the people, there's people out there that look to like the Breakfast Club and right. other platforms as like the news, and look at those people as as like super woke. And I'm just like, bro, like. If you only knew that for these people, it's a job. And for them, they're never going to rock the boat. They're going to do what they can to make their money. Right. So what you need to do is focus on reading. Like, there's probably like 10 books every brown and black person should read. Mm-hmm. And those, like, most of those 10 books, 10 books were written decades ago. Mm-hmm. And the same right? shit is It's happening. the same thing is like, happening, right. The Miseducation of the Negro was written Oof. by... Yeah, bro. Carter, Carter, Carter G. Woodson. But that's one of the most important books because the shit he says in the 30s still applies now. Right. Yeah. But you know what's interesting? I think that I was listening to some like old 2000s hip hop and it was the same. Look at my watch. And it's like it hasn't changed. It's the same. And you're rapping about things you don't have but aspire to get materialistic things because you are told that the more materialism and things that you have the more successful you are as a black person right so i feel like 
like you're saying, we need to be more knowledgeable. I feel like a, another part to black liberation is like breaking our thought process around a lot of different things, not even just culture, but like what we think success is. And I think, mm. again, back to Black Lives Matter, there's people think differently. Like there's some black people that think bl- black liberation is us being equal to white people and being able to have the same access to capital and being and having access to the same things. And that's equality. Like that's black liberation to them. Other people are just like, no, we got our own shit. We have our own community. We have, you know what I mean? Yeah. We not on this capitalistic bullshit. We're, we're, we're a community based helping each other type situation and i think that you know i think people need to become more knowledgeable about what it is that they want and And where it is that we're and what they're looking towards because i i just think that we've been taught you know if you achieve enough if you go to school and you get a good job and you get out the hood and you're the right leave the hood behind you're respectable right right exactly and that you know the still they sold exactly exactly so that goes back to that Booker T versus W.E.B. So for those that don't know, Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois back in the early 1910s debated about the best path forward for black people. Booker T. was in the South and took slave, former slave owner money to build Fisk, Tuskegee. Like He basically said, listen, white folk, I don't want to be on your level. Mm-hmm. I want to get my people in a position to where we can start right. to like climb. Give us the the training to be your plumbers, your carpenters, the vocational jobs. Give us our own schools, and we got y'all. And white, oh white, yeah, we love it. <laughs> boys is in the north, like yo, fuck that. Like I'm, I'm mad smart, and I want, I want to go to the best schools. I want to go to Harvard and shit like that. And I think education is the path because with education, there's a talented tenth of our people that can bring everybody else up, mm-hmm. right? And then he started to talk about things that, but along the way, you know, it was a, a devil consciousness because you feel conflicted between being authentic, unauthentically black while mm-hmm. also trying to integrate and assimilate into mm-hmm. a world that's not like yours. Right. And that was written, those words was written over 100 years ago, mm-hmm. but it still same, rings true today. Same right? today. And Du Bois, in his later years, regretted how he, because... Capitalism. They had fierce, <laughs> like... <laughs> I but I'm just it's been coming up a lot for me all I'm saying is that they had like fierce debates and Mm -hmm. in Du Bois' later years he regretted how he went at Booker T. Washington Mm -hmm. because then he realized like yo integration isn't necessarily the best thing for our people Mm -hmm. like separate but equal isn't as much a thing as separate but equal but let us have it because we had East St. Louis we had Tulsa we had Rosewood we had our Mm -hmm. own shit popping and they got mad and burned the shit down. Yep. Right? So and I that do, was for a reason. Right. Mm-hmm. So I do think that there is power in that conversation between our own versus the resources. Yeah. But I do feel like as long as we have conversations that fracture the conversation mm-hmm. around the best approach, mm-hmm. it's like divide and conquer. Right. So I do think that it's a multi-front war and we yep. got to attack it on all sides. But yep. if it's a multi-front war, it's hard to win. Like... Germany lost World War Two not because it was. It's history with piano. I mean, history. this shit all repeats. It all repeats, right? <laughs> Germany lost World War Two because it's almost impossible to win a war on two fronts. So they were trying to fight Russia and Britain and France, and they they washed up England and France mad quick, and was about to fuck up Russia, and then the U.S. came in. 
mm-hmm. if, the, if the U.S. didn't come back and go to Normandy and that kind of stuff, we probably would all be speaking German, mm-hmm. right? Like real shit. But right now, in the black community, the brown community, trying to figure out a way to move forward, if we're focused on, well, no, that person in, in 10th grade got beat up or like that that chick got like three kids. Like if we focus on the minutia and not mm-hmm. enough on like, okay, let's come together under one umbrella or a couple right. of umbrellas and say, okay, y'all want to do the economics? Y'all do the economics. We'll do the politics. Right. Yeah. You do that. Like, yeah, we got to do it on all fronts. Like I'm not, I don't think we should be, we don't need to be criticizing other black people in public. We, I mean, Terry Crews, uh, oh, like no, criticize Terry Crews. Fuck he, is wrong with him. Something is wrong with him. But I mean, in general, if somebody, and Charles Barkley, if somebody has a movement, I think it should be respected because you know, you do what you do over here. They're defunding the police. They got these city council people on their toes. Maybe it'll go through next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do that over here. This person is going to work with the corporations. This person is going to see if they could get the money to the super PACs. And they're going to work with the government. You know, like, we need to be doing everything. And, and you even doing things in your own job. Pushing your 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 corporate um, head headquarters to put out statements that are not just, you know... Blanket statements. Blanket statements. We stand with but, our blacks. Right, exactly. But actually putting money... <laughs> so probably Putting that. money right? into black people. <laughs> Yo, listen. In the last month, I've seen so many corporations yeah so shit is bad out there George like <laughs> Floyd George got killed and we stand right. with our blacks <laughs> the fuck you mean you stand with your blacks right like well, how do you stand with them because you're not promoting them there's none of them making anybody in the C-suite decisions. no decision makers and the micro the microaggressions are still there I mean okay. I think my employer has done well because we got Juneteenth off right when I was about to request it off they made it you know a company holiday and That's we've fun. had Several exactly. We've had several town halls, and they've done a lot to impress me because I I work in a very white profession. Mm-hmm. Corporate law is not like it's it's different, and I think unless you're in it, you just never understand. Like because I tell people all the time how crazy it is, and they're like, "Yo, but y'all make mad money, right?" Like they don't understand. Like yo, I would give any amount of money up for peace of mind every day, right? Mm-hmm. Like because. Yeah. Making money but not being able to enjoy it or having your mental constantly strained, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it ain't really worth it, right? But I think that we're conditioned to be like, oh, that's a good job. Right. Don't go up there to some people building right. and Right. Don't go that. talking bad to them white people. <laughs> exactly. They let you in there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because, you gotta unlearn that. Exactly. So I do think that um, <clears throat> the corporate response by some places like Netflix is putting up a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. I think Facebook put up a bag. So I think... Yeah, they need to put their money where their mouth is. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing is, is the Give actual finances. Give us the money. Yeah. Reparations. I think... So reparations, okay. listen, I already told money myself talks. if I get reparations, I'm going to pay off student loans. You're going to give it right back? Basically. I'm going to pay off student loans because <laughs> they'll be debt free. Okay. And then make like one bad purchase and then make like a good purchase. Mm-hmm. You deserve... You're, look what your ancestors did. True. Exactly. I'm trying to get reparations from everybody. I'm like, I'm born in America, and then I'm gonna go to Britain and France and get my other Yo, reparations France, from my parents listen. and my other my ancestors in the Caribbean because I deserve. Mm-hmm. Je voudrais reparations. <laughs> everybody in France, I mean, give me some fucking. I want reparations because y'all still doing foul shit in Haiti they and are. in Africa, Britain too. Like their motto was, 
the sun never sets on the British flag. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case now, then give everybody <laughs> right. with a British flag some fucking money. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, put back all of the fucking shit that's in the museum. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get 10 kill markers. You better fucking put all that shit back, yo. And protesting is needed. So I think mm-hmm. we already said that, but I'll, I'll uh, rehash it that the protesting piece is a, a very important one. And I do think that um, for people to say that it doesn't matter means that you're just not really in tune with what's going on. Um, and there's one person in particular that said protesting don't matter, and that's B. Simone. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say it didn't matter. She said it wasn't godly. Well, she inferred. So, thank you for correcting me. I'm like, baby boy, don't mix up her work. <laughs> no, no, listen, listen. So... Cass if anything she's done has made that iconic. Cass That's the only thing I care about. Is a, so would you call yourself a B. Simone supporter, stan? Like, how would you classify how you feel towards her? In your own words. I don't want, so right now from a 1 to 10, I'm a 2. But typically... Like, I haven't completely written her off, but she done did some foul shit that I'm like, girl, you making it hard for us to, to be with you and support you. Um... Yeah, I don't know. She just made a lot of different comments, the entrepreneurial stuff with the nine to five. You know, she mentioned that she doesn't, she's not interested in dating anyone that has a nine to five because they don't understand her being up at three a.m. <laughs> they just don't get it. But it's, but it's also if she wants to go on a Monday on, on a trip, they can't because they don't have the freedom. No vacation time. Right. right. That's true. Right. But I don't agree with what she said. Um, Aren't you also an entrepreneur? So. Yeah, but I don't agree with what she said. I understand what she is saying in the sense that, like, it can be two very different lifestyles. And I've had this conversation a thousand times with nine to fivers about, you know, them just working late and after hours and being up around the same time. I do agree that it is a, like, a lifestyle change that everyone's not going to understand. But I think she, like, generalized it. And she kind of also just kind of nixed nine to fivers i don't know i just think that there's already this divide between entrepreneurs and nine to fivers mm-hmm. and then the middle with like people that work nine to five and they have a side thing mm-hmm. and there's already a divide between us of like i'm better than you no i'm better than you and it's all this unnecessary beef and i think she just kind of brought that conversation back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but they are i do believe that there are challenges like someone that's working nine to five and someone that's working five to nine you know for example um, dating one another, but I think she took it a little too far. I agree, and I so what I tell people all the time about just general dating is, yo, don't ask for somebody with ambition. You get somebody with ambition and realize, yo, their ambition is like they shit right. Like if if I'm a single guy with a podcast that works like a nine to five, and I'm up two two in the morning thinking my shit for the podcast, and I'm I'm designing merch and I'm I'm doing shit, and you like come to bed. No, it's what you signed up for. Like, like this is, like this is what I want. And conversely, I think that if you are dating somebody who's used to a certain kind of lifestyle and they can give themselves that lifestyle, if you can't afford to keep up, then you gotta yeah. be real with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I think that there's people that come from certain backgrounds where they're used to a certain type of lifestyle, a certain opulence, like the ability to always know that it'll always be okay. And there's people that come from backgrounds of like struggle. Mm-hmm. they don't always mix well because the person that come from struggle and poverty mm-hmm. like is burning in the back of your mind like I still remember eating some bullshit like 
I remember having to go to the school to get lunch or that day I wasn't eating. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how I view a lot of shit is different. Mm-hmm. Right? But if a hypothetical lady was just like, well, I was raised in opulence and I'm like, Hillary Banks, you know, junior or whatever. <laughs> not Hillary Banks. <laughs> <laughs> right? But she's not going to understand me saying, nah, I'm stacking my bread and so, but I feel like that could be for both parties. Like both, either mm-hmm. party could have that mindset. Absolutely. Right? So right. I do think it kind of goes back to communication and also managing expectations and being on the same page about mm-hmm. what that looks like. I don't think it's an entrepreneur versus nine to five type of thing. I think it's just like a person. Yeah, thing. I think like, she she just went too absolutely. far with the assumption that you know if you're a nine to fiver, then you're not ambitious and you're not doing something that would have you up. I think it, it but, she's putting people in. I was gonna say she wasn't. She was also not up writing her book. <laughs> Ooh, but she also, she also just a few years ago was a nine to fiver. So you can't get over a line and then look back like, yeah. fuck y'all, right? But that book situation, I think again it goes back to the same thing we just that said was about nasty. celebrities. So wait, so what happened? She. She wrote. She wrote a book. She didn't write a book. Well, she, didn't she write a book. she had so a book written. She uh, she portrayed to her fans that she had written a book about manifesting, and it cost thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. Mo- most books it's like twenty cover, now. Like a hardcover book right now is fit, like twenty dollars on the high end. Okay, Amazon Prime two day shipping. All right, a so 20, book 20 is about fifteen dollars for like some some great shit. But her book was like thirty. Mm-hmm. And it came out that people found some of Not the people, inserts. white women specifically. White women specifically. They came out on Twitter and they were showing screenshots of like a side-by-side of their Pinterest post and uh-huh. her book. And it was word for word. So they were outing her about, you know, plagiarizing their work. And then after they did that, people that had the book were complaining about the book itself like the quality of the pages were Uh shitty um they didn't really feel like it did anything for them wait some people didn't get their book at all they never got the book yeah they were just complaining about like the customer service of it wait so the pages was it like papyrus or was it like they was like it was printing paper like regular like shit they might have at their crib oh the same shit like the the eight and a half and eleven pack that you get from staples and all that oh man yeah. Oh, no. So then she came out and said, you know, that she gave this work to a design agency and was hoping that they would foresee, like, see her vision out. The problem with that was what, what her manager owns the design company as well. So she tried to say, like, oh, you know, I wasn't really involved in the process, my uh, design company. But her manager is the person that the owns the design per- company. And then multiple designers have come out and said, and this is a fact, that they don't look to like proofread the mm-hmm. work. They give you what you give them. Like they design right. They what give you content. Give them. They just move the stuff around right. with They're whatever you give them. So yeah, it's not looking good for her. It's Be really Simone. Not. What are excuses? <laughs> I I I won't. You know, we love a black woman entrepreneur. You know, our black women have the highest growing. Yeah, you but know, rates. But. <laughs> She 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 tried it with the book. She really did try it. I I don't. I, mean, I don't she think made her bread though. Right. And Anybody so ma- getting no refunds. She ain't getting that kind They're of bread until she fixes where shit is at. That may be like a one time situation. She probably has enough bread to hold over for a while. Is she is she funny on Wild and Out? Nah. Nah. 
And I watched. I'm gonna Out. ask Cass is she funny? I don't really watch. Her I watched Wild and Out a lot. I've like, seen I a few Wild clips of her on Wild and Out, mm-hmm. and most of them were like about the baby because she's obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But that's pretty much all I've really seen. I think that for her and just people in general, they get this this fame and they feel like I be feeling bad because I see people do shit like what she did. Is like she doesn't want a nine to fiver, and and then she gets destroyed in her comments. She's like. Well, I'll, she I'm gonna need double a nine down. To five lawyer. Right, like, like <laughs> that's funny. She's like, I'm gonna double down, but I'm gonna manifest and this and that. I'm like, yo, what you're, what you're missing is that when you put out certain energy, you're gonna get a certain kind of response. Mm. So and I that's think, what her whole book is about: putting it out into the world, getting it back. Oh, and, and using her voice right now too. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I think that if she would have just said she wants a guy that's aligned with her. She would have sure. got the energy to where she might have gotten a guy that's in line with her. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's just like, yo. He could have looked at the book and gave her some feedback. Right. My thing is, I agree. My thing is, yo, if you was really, if you really didn't need nine to fivers and you was a like a happily dating woman, you wouldn't have said it. So the fact that mm. you got to put, you got to explicitly say some shit, like it's, it, and I told a few of my men, like, yo, bro, why would you care? Like. Do you find her attractive? Do you think you mm-hmm. would ever talk to her? Nah. Or yeah. But I'm like, regardless of your answer, why do you care what she thinks? If she says that she doesn't want a nine to five and you're a nine to five. Oh, they were taking it personal? Mad people took it personal. I'm like, but bro, you, you don't even know this person. <laughs> yeah. It's a general statement. That's true. It's like if a person drives down your block and be like, yo, y'all niggas is pussy. Well, <laughs> like, I do think. And they don't know you. Yeah. I do think that there is this new, you know, wave of entrepreneurship. And you get these posts. You mind your business on the Explore page. And it's like, Yo, if you're not grinding for yourself, that's then what like, are you doing? I think like, that's like a, your like Shopify a result store could be growing. of COVID. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I feel like the conversation has kind of died down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been an entrepreneur for eight years. And I feel like in the beginning... Like, yes, that was like a thing. Mm-hmm. And there's topics here and there where people want to argue about mm-hmm. this. But I feel like it's kind of died down. But I think now in COVID where people are realizing, like, they need multiple streams of income. income right. And they're looking at, you know, what other skills they have. There's this insurgence of entrepreneurship, which is amazing. But I feel like that's also why these kind of conversations are coming up where it's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I mean, listen, be someone if you're listening. All I'm going to say is, like, listen. <laughs> Like you funny ish and you got ambition. You you got ambition and your hustle is working. Just be more careful with your words because at the end of the day it's just like the black IG Twitter cancellation process happens expeditiously, TI voice, and you can't be out here talking crazy and not expect people to get cause you again, a lot of people hate like they hang their hat on celebrity opinions. Yeah. So she probably offended mad people. Did she offend me? Absolutely not. But at the end of the day, I feel like what she said doesn't even matter anymore. The fact that she plagiarized her book is right. like, from a respect perspective, yeah. like right. the nine to five thing, it's like at the end of the day, that's her opinion. I'm not I'm dating getting, you, I'm so it doesn't really a, matter. Uh, uh, but the fact that you're plagiarizing your book, now it's like, you're not even about the shit you said right. you was Ooh. about. So we can't even respect mm. you. So I feel like that is more important than like, agree, no. you talking about the nine to five I thing. Agree. It's like, do you know be honest with your fans the people that do actually support you and spend money there's with so, you but there's so That's many true. people that have other people write their books so it was no need for her to be like written by if you 
used Copy other people's work. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, you should have hired. She could at least writer. like put question ten as question one. You know, she should have hired a ghostwriter. She knows she don't know how to write no books. Yeah, and so there's a there's an entire like copywriting process where you can actually have somebody do like a plagiarism kind of like scrape, mm-hmm. right? Like back in the days, it was hard, right? But now you can you can send your 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 manuscript. They can make Wasn't sure. Wasn't no manuscript because everything in her <laughs> book is like a fill out. It's like a fill out book, like a like a journal. Kind so of is thing. she she's not talking about her life. She's telling you what to I, do with yours. I don't have the book, so I don't okay. really know. But I know it, I from what the clips I saw in the beginning, she's talking a little bit about her story, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the book is like you fill it out. Okay, so you're getting to know yourself. Yes. Work, it's like a work workbook. Yeah, work on yourself. <laughs> work Manifest for yourself. My daughter has your those. She's three. She has workbooks. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like. Yo, like, if you do this shit properly, you get a manuscript, you, you send it to, like, a publishing house, they're going to do, like, a copyright search. Yeah, it's over for that now. Let's just give up on it. All right, fuck it. She can't She's not going to come out with another book, so... I mean, she might, I hope but not. it's going to be a while. But she has an EP coming out, and the EP day was like... You're lying. So she she announced her, her new EP, and it was like... Rapping? Yes. Okay. She also raps. Oh, I didn't know she raps. No, nah, she raps. She's because she has a cosmetic line as well. Wow. Her music isn't bad. This is why she can't date no nine to five. She got like five jobs. But listen, five her, music, whole her music isn't half bad. She actually she posted it and people was like, "Does this mean that you're gonna use the same lyrics from your book?" <laughs> like they were just like, "Oh, can 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 nine oh, to fivers shit. actually buy it?" Like they was coming for her. So, Damn. but that's the thing is like you, you, you got to mind your words though because you can't be out here talking spicy and then want people Damn. support because it's mostly probably nine to fivers actually buying her books. Yeah. Right? Like Nick Cannon is not buying her book. Definitely not. Right? But he gave her a job. Exactly. So that's why he wouldn't buy the book because she'll give him a copy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yikes. Listen, B. Simone, we wish you well and we hope you recover from this uh, fiasco but the moral of the story is like Watch your words, man. Like, all you Kevin's, Karen's, and B. Simone's. <laughs> Did you say that a dude said, don't don't be Simone Don't be Simone me. Yeah, I told him I was an entrepreneur. And he was like, don't be Simone me. Yikes. But what does that mean? Don't be Simone me. It means no shit on his, like, don't categor- categorically write him off because he's a bus driver. <laughs> Damn, he wasn't a bus driver. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing <laughs> wrong with bus drivers, though. <laughs> Never Listen. Bus drivers be looking good. They do. And that is actually mad. Lady bus drivers, I ain't been on a, on a bus in about five years, but when I'm walking across the street, some of these gorgeous women driving these buses, I be looking up like, <laughs> looking up God damn, you driving a bus? Where was you at when I was in high school, junior high school? I guess. Back then it was, it was either, no, actually in high school, there was one woman that drove the B49. I would purposely take, I'm mad take, you remember which bus you Because I purposely take her bus and I, oh, you was waiting for her. You knew what time she yo, was she coming Yo, she was in. so bad, yo. Oh, my gosh. I used to be so... So Okay, so why... What did you think? You were, You just wanted to observe and, like, appreciate her beauty? Or were you going to try and holler at her? Like, you I, got listen, the courage? I wanted to holler, but at the same time, I felt like... and You was a kid? You felt like maybe you was a kid? Nah, so... Jazzy's Jazzy known me for, like, way too long. But I always had this confidence where I felt like I'm not scared... At least in high school and beyond, 
I wasn't scared to like shoot my shot. So it was just okay. like. So you was gonna shoot your shot as a grown I, at a grown ass. I felt bus like in high school. She looking at me and smiling every day. She <laughs> must want me. She nice. Right, right. To so the average person, is like, yo, she's nice. But to me, it's like, yo, she wants me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like I would listen. I, my thought was, and how I was trained mm-hmm. was, you miss every shot you don't take. Right, shoot right. is gonna shoot. Exactly. So I pulled so up from half you court. Was wait for the day where it was in. Wait, was so you did? You did shoot at her? Nah, like I, I would say hi, good morning, but I couldn't get her phone number. Like that was a dub. Like I wasn't asking for her phone number. Now, if I could get in that time machine. <laughs> I would. I'll probably go back on the bus and be like, "Yo, listen." So you would have turned her into a pedophile? Nah, I just don't want to be August out seen it out here with a tequila sunrise hairdo looking all crazy, oh, crying <laughs> on camera. Oh well, speaking of August Alcina, I think it's time for ask. It's Jazzy. Yes, and have Shetsu. We'll do it without you. Bear with us. Ask Jazzy. Yeah. So, guys, I'm not sure if you heard, but August Alcina is out here with his ombre uh, twist out talking about his uh, relationship. Alleged. Allegedly with Jada Pinkett Smith saying that it was authorized and sanctioned by Will Smith. Mm. Um, He said this in an interview with uh, Angela Yee and basically... He's saying that he was uh, uh, emotional at the time and she was a great big support to him for many years. Mm, he gave himself he to the gave relationship. Him all of himself, everything. He mm, can say he can every die part. now because he Was gave it? everything he had Single mom to or something that like relationship. I, I mean, maybe, maybe it seems like he was messed up uh, emotionally and she was there for him scooping him up so my thought is what where are we on open relationships i don't even want to say a society in the black community where are we with the open relationships and 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 is that something that we should be more open to so is an open relationship a situation where you're having threesomes or is it a situation where either party can like Go to Juniors or Red Rooster with somebody else. Like, <laughs> not Juniors and Red Rooster. Right. No, they're not even the same category. I mean, I, well, or maybe they can go to a food before love event with their, mm-hmm. him or her. Um, well, What's the rules? Like, I don't understand. Definitely not a threesome, but I think that, you know, either party might be seeing someone, you know, whether it's in the physical or if they just have an emotional relationship with them or, like you said, going out to an establishment together and seeing what lies there. Um, But I don't think that, I don't know, it's hard to say we're not ready for the conversation in the black community. I think in the hetero, massage noir Mm. community, definitely not. I'm looking at you. Massage what? I'm looking at you. Massage noir. That's you. Um, (laughs) I just think that people are not ready to have the conversation. Um, But I do think it, it requires an, an intense amount of like maturity and trust. And I think that right now, I mean, personally, as a black woman, I just don't think that our trust issues with black men are where they should mm-hmm. be from a normal, like protective 
standpoint, like mm-hmm. not even relationship wise, but just like this argument of like our black man fighting for us the same way we fight for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so then to now add love and all these other things, I don't think people are ready to have that that talk. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it comes from re- like the big thing about that is like respect and you know re- respect, respecting your partner, respecting women. And, you know, understanding their needs as well. And I think sometimes when we talk about, you know, open relationships and the the thought of a threesome, it's about, I think you had mentioned this maybe off mic, about it being about pleasing the man. Right. And and that being the focus and not on, you know, the two people in the relationship. I mean, I do think that in a threesome context, I do think sometimes that it's about... In a threesome, let's clarify with two women because yes, I mean, but mm-hmm. there are situations where typically what I've been told is a woman chooses the other woman, and you know there are scenarios where the woman kind of just wants that woman to be like a vessel for her and her partner to kind of like <laughs> pour into, for lack of a better word, <laughs> pour into. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that. A couple of things with open relationships, right? Like, if you're saying it's the ability for him or her to, like, kind of do what they want to do on the side with the, with a respectful framework, a couple of things is that, you know, that's, like, rich people activities. Like, you got to be able to, like, sustain that financially. For sure. And I do think that the other piece to that is that you also, as you mentioned, have to have the, you know, maturation. But those kind of conversations got to happen either early on, like, in the... It's still all funny and I like everything you do, lusty stage, or when the kids are out of the crib and it's just y'all to evolving. Because when you have the kids, I think that your focus should be on raising them. Like the Will and Jada kids, I think their kids are probably raised in that same framework of this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Be open, be who you are. Yeah. If that's not what you're trying to accomplish, then your kids need to be able to get a different norm out of how you interact with whoever you're interacting with on a romantic level or otherwise. So I do think that you got to kind of have certain conversations openly and honestly because there's nothing worse than you feeling like after having gone to like a fool before love event, you found the lust of your life. Everyone that want to be at open relationship, they're at my events for sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But I'm saying I've heard, I've heard good things about <laughs> I've heard good things about the events and it's just like even like mimosa holics like a lot of my guys have been there and I would hate for one of them to go to the event. It's like yo, bro, like yo, she the one. Like I fell in I fell in like that same night, bro. Like I fell in like is is it? And a week later, Mad Call Thomas and and um Case, I'm missing you because she done went to the the double date with somebody else or... I can't but there is a difference between like being a serial dater or entertaining multiple people at one time and then being in an open relationship mm-hmm. right so what if you say yo I like you so much I think you might could be the one and she like okay and then <laughs> I guess yeah laying there and you holding the covers and like so what are we she like we just called you Yo, you would be fried, like. But you... that's a different conversation, like. So that's the person that's on the outside of the open no, relationship. No, that's the person that wants the wife, shorty, and she like, nah. See, that's good. but that's to... not an open relation. That's not. But what I'm saying is that he's trying to tether her to. To him, monogamy. Well, I hate this word, tether. And oh, tether to monogamy. I got okay. that word 
Tether from that movie. Um, us, fuck is us, shit. The cu- us, uh, us, yeah, us, us, yeah. And um, okay, tether her to monogamy, but he should be open about. Sort of is like that. He's interested in monogamy. Tether yourself to the thing. I'm like, why the fuck she keeps saying that shit? But yes, yeah, so that's why I got the word from. But I do think that there's a potential for somebody to get their heart broken if they feel like. I want to like I don't want to share you, but yeah, you feel like, and they shouldn't and the they shouldn't be in that relationship. Like I feel like again, trust, respect. I'm not gonna do anything to you because I know that either you wouldn't be able to handle it, or that's right. not something you feel is respectful to you. You or take even interested in, or so like that's not the relationship for y'all. This is for somebody that feels comfortable. And it's trustworthy knowing, again, that both people are coming back to this foundation. foundation, You know, like, we're here. This is us. We're not going anywhere. That's why I was like, you can't be in an open relationship where you just got a girl or you, like, boyfriend, girlfriend. Because I feel like there's that level of establishment is not, I mean, the level of commitment is not established yet. Mm. You, like, it needs to be a, a marriage, permanent, life partner type situation for you to then be like, we can step out of this that we have right here. Because it's already been built it's on. Already and been it's established. Built on. Right. No more Nolas, okay. I agree. No more Nolas. No more Nolas. She was, she was not in an open relationship, though. She was just dating. We talking about Nolas Right, Brown? because she was getting a lot of dick. And that's what he No, equates. no, no. That's what he equates with the open relationship. No, she, more she than was in a relationship dick. with... um. With the mom. What? She was dating she was, the mom. She was. She was. Okay. Right. And but then, then she wasn't seeing nobody else when she was dating the mom. I feel like she still had... No. The Brownsville guy, no. Mars. Oh, no. no. She was no though. I think the older man, she might have la- She might have overlapped with the older man. Overlapped. But that's yeah. cheating. That's not an open relationship. Got and it. I think you can cheat in an open relationship. Because it's about dishonesty right. and about exactly. betraying somebody's trust. And you guys have Didn't your own set of rules. Kalani in her in her boo? I think... Which I, one now? What, what, no, who's the I like his music. Oh I love God. her new album. I thought she was with YG, but he yes, cheated on her. He cheated, but they were in an open relationship. But he oh, still did not follow the, the rules, rules that yeah. they both set up to he be like, in an open relationship. And that's my thing. It's like, that's like he don't follow rules. Right. Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but that's the point. It's like they, he wasn't coming back to the foundation. Like yeah. that needs to be paramount and committed to before you like step out and like do your thing. And that's the thing, I think those things get messy. Like even with Robin Thick and Paula Patton, like she Alright, he was a damn cheater. They was fucking the nanny together. To and And then he went back to her. They alone. Fucked the nanny. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. See, but that should be something that they would have agreed upon. Clearly I they agree. didn't agree upon it. But I also don't think that them fucking other people together means they're in an open, open relationship. relationship. Right. If they having threesomes every now and again, that's different from them being an open like, relationship. I feel like the relate is the open you you're you're allowed to relate to somebody else without mm. me. Right. Like Yeah. If it's, I I don't know. Like, like I, you don't have to be a part of it for right. it to exist. I don't know if I could jack that. I feel like if it's like go get some froyo with uh old boy, that would be something different than like I see you. But I feel like you're not you even comfortable with that. Like, oh, right. go get Froyo with old boy. Like, I feel like that you're not jacking that either. I'm listen. I'll be honest. I'm not. But at the same time, I also I don't like. I'm like I'm I'm different, right? Because even if I'm like, it's times I've been out dolo to get a drink, and I run into somebody that I know. I'll be feeling mad, nervous because I'm like, oh shit! Like, if wifey homegirls or even if one of my homegirls, if a fucking jazzy robot see that shit, she gonna be on. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like right, so 
I feel like I'm big on respect and territory, and I also feel like I don't necessarily need like I will say that um, if you've ever been the kind of person that has dated a lot and then you get into a relationship, there is a certain aspect of you feeling like, oh shit, like can I do this? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. can I not fuck this up? Mm-hmm. But once you get over that hump, it's just like. You know, I ain't going back. Right. Fresh out. Right. It's the same back. thing as like, if you've been, right? Fresh out, ain't nothing to go back. Like, if you've been outside enough, you comfortable sitting in the house. The same thing. If you yeah. dated enough and you got something that you feel like you enjoy, then you don't feel like you got to still be out here exploring. Right. But I do think that when the relationship evolves, like, Will and Jada been together, I don't know how long. Too long. Too right? Long. They got two grown ass kids. Um, so in their mind, the financial business aspects of it, and you mentioned with Mike that they have like joint businesses and shit like that. Yeah. Financially, it probably makes more sense for them to keep the partnership and just. But I do believe they love each other. Like, right. I, when I you so. talk about the mm-hmm. partnership, it feels like there's no emotional attachment. I do believe that they love and care about each other. And August Alcina mentioned like there's no romance. I didn't realize that part, but I feel like they still be fucking each other. I don't they know they could business, be, or maybe but... they're, or maybe they're not. I think maybe they're a, a great emotional support for one another. You know, like if you've yeah. seen somebody go from Will, I'm in a you bind, know, Will. being coming Will, from Philly to now, yeah, you know, true. amassing all this wealth and fame, and like clearly, I think, I think he's admitted that she grounds him, she keeps him grounded. Like you don't want to lose that person. Like yeah. you don't, you want that person to be there right with you. Like, Jeez. and I feel like if you, if it, it means allowing them to do certain things to like make themselves happy if you really love that person and you see that nothing else is working and right. and it's unconditional a, then do what you gotta do she definitely smashed nate to make sure her brother had tuition so what? if she who's nate from the movie so if she's willing to do that that means that she <laughs> she gonna ride for will that's unconditional love All right, right there. listen she I mean, a buy Nate is like on several T-shirts, right? <laughs> is it? I'm, you bought I, one. I'm about to make sure one. I'm about to make one. <laughs> I'm dead. New merch coming, y'all. New merch coming. New merch coming. But also, I feel like men, like you were talking about, not being able to see someone you love, you know, getting froyo or whatever. I feel like it all goes back to like. The men's, you know, uh, ownership. I was saying this idea of ownership, yeah, over a woman, and that's mine. That's my property, and mm-hmm. you know, talk I, about I, it. Yeah, I, nah, I definitely think it nah. has. Overtones. It's commitment. Like men, like women, love faster. Men love harder, right? Like, oh, because I see the song, right? Oh, now so we cool pictures of your sonogram on your Instagram, like. <laughs> like, gotta do anything. He got mad emotional because he felt like, yo, that should have been his baby. I love you. And she's like, we just called you. Like, so I feel like it's not that men want to possess you. It's more so like men is vulnerable and get emotional, and sometimes we don't want to share. Like, I'm the only boy. I don't. I don't. You want to possess? You just said it. No, it's just that <laughs> just I don't want to share you. <laughs> That means you belong to me, and no. I don't want to share you. Not actual, not actual possession, constructive possession. <laughs> right, like it's, it's a difference because actual possession is like you belong to me. Constructive possession is you taking you care of away. it. You right, I go nowhere. <clears throat> I'll fucking kill you, but not like fucking kill. Oh me. wow! More like I'll kill you with kindness until you come mm-hmm. back and show up to your job and shit like that. 
Oh, it sounds like some okay. guys would, would take that. This is getting like really awkward. Yeah, <laughs> really, I'm looking at you like. Really I also feel like. What are we doing? <laughs> I feel like men feel like you know the 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 woman is in the whole taps are like you know a woman not supposed to have all these things entering her and it's car versus to- garages episode what was that 15, 26? Mm-hmm. car versus garages. Boo. So car versus garages has chef suit. Um, named fittingly now that I just find out what that actually means I made the argument don't say that, you know what it means like she was a king like sometimes a king mm-hmm. is a woman and she and had, she had mad hoes exactly as she deserves that she ain't no ruling. problem I mean we, reasonable minds can differ with respect to certain mm-hmm. points but the point was um, you know the same car can enter multiple garages but do you want <laughs> the same garage multiple cars <laughs> <laughs> And we had that conversation, and I got skewered in, in, in real life. Like, mad women can be like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's so, like, one-sided and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I what do think... What has changed? What has changed is that I think I'm... If a woman is on some shit, like, listen, um, I have guys, but that woman is just, like, respectful, and people are protecting themselves and not having, like, a bunch of kids and, like, doing, like, irresponsible shit like that. Like, for me... I don't want people out here having kids or sloppily type shit. I think now in 2020, um, AC, you know, after COVID, um, I do (laughs) think that you got to live your best life. And if your best life is you feeling like you want to juggle multiple guys in a pipeline, no pun intended, listen, do what you do, right? Like, last year I had to say, yo... She bugging. She's a cold slaw. Like oh, but your 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 eyes have been open. Nah, I've just been in the house for three months. Oh, so okay. I'm just like, it's all right, like, all right, fuck it. Like, cool. Because the world's ending soon. Like the either race, way, the purge is coming. The race war is coming. So live your life. <clears throat> the boogaloo boys. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think I think I think we should be more open to it. Not to say that I can do it, or if I my partner is open to that, I would be for the sake of love willing to hear their argument and reasoning why like i didn't quite understand it and now i i, I and y'all do the same shit so i don't know what it is that no what is the, there the to man not understand. Was, oh as a woman you are receiving something inside of you whereas oh, the God. man ancient is, chinese is, proverb is, one one key open many lock one lock open many key like that whole i think for the longest i really felt like you got i didn't master lock? yeah like, that, right that's dumb no, but sexual energy, you do exchange energy. Like, I'm big on energy. Right, okay. and, man, like, and when a man exchanging. exchanges energy, it's just as, as... But I agree, as, but I agree that men should not be out here fucking the world. Like I wish that I Will that. and Jada would have not refuted the claims. One, because I do think we need to not necessarily normalize open relationships, but they do happen, and they do exist in the world, and I think people have this kind of, you know ignorant mindset towards it and two because i find that a lot of open relationship especially black people that have an open relationship no offense to y'all if y'all listening but i haven't seen too many attractive mm. black people in open relationships it's been very Shots. rare in my research 
She said only ugly fat motherfuckers. Something to like only ugly fat bitches in open relationships. What you saying? And then also, nah, I'm not fat shaming. But also, I just think that... Try to get cast caught up. She said, ain't gonna be no clips of me. I just think that, um, you know, they could have opened a conversation further mm-hmm. if they would have acknowledged it. Like, people are talking about it now, but people talk about it all the time. And I feel like they could have acknowledged it. It would have changed and it shifted how men specifically mm-hmm. think about women and their sexuality and what we, quote unquote, can and cannot do according to y'all. Yeah, I see. You know who's been talking about polyamory but a lot um Jadena. And he, he was said, in a polyamorous yeah, and relationship. He said he, he said he learned it in East With his fine when ass. He was, oh, hey, my Jadena. God. I'm I'm here he for is it. So sexy. <laughs> he makes good music. He said, no, but hey, he's boo. sexy. Wait, he's... so let me ask you would y'all be in an open relationship where With Jadena? Your him could have other women. <laughs> And I can have other men. You not yeah, having no other women and I'm not having a relationship no as long as they could be in un- with others and so could I. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're being intimate with those people. You could be going on dates with them. It could be emotionally satisfying. But what's the benefit to you? if, if like, A happy partner. Facts. What do you mean what's the benefit? Take this nigga. He getting on my nerves. Got you, you as long as and my, and my thing is like it's the trust thing because it's like everybody needs you, some type of break right and i think again back to so the, the podcast will, the will jada thing <laughs> is that they're always they're committed to coming back to this home. to home yeah and it exists i i think the foundation already exists so back to what you said i agree with what you said about it being in the beginning i think open relationships take a lot of maturity and commitment to one another especially because so many trust issues can come up so i do believe now that it's only sustainable if it started out that way you both have experience doing it and that is what ends up happening or if down the line you realize that it's something that you want to introduce to the relationship because in the interim, it's it's tough. So is an open in in your mind the aspect of being able to step away and come back, or does it also include the threesome? Because I I do also back to the, back threesome. To the no, threesome. But, but the reason why I say that is because I do hear a lot of people also saying that sometimes they want the ability to go out with a they lady. I don't and think like, that's an open relationship. Like, if you mm-hmm. guys have threesomes sometimes, that's not an open relationship. Got Y'all it. just have okay. threesomes sometimes. Got it. So, oh, But I do think, back to the threesome conversation, because somehow we got back here, I do think that that's something that you should say early on. Like, I'm interested in having a threesome. I know plenty of people that have that on their bucket list, so I like to ask that question early on when I'm dating somebody. Like, is having a threesome on your bucket list or not? Because like, I do need that to know shit. what you're trying to do. Now, if you ask a dude that, he's like, oh, shit, like, yo, she with it. Like, but if he's think, immature, But I yes. don't think all men, and that's another Most misconception, guys, <laughs> I don't think all men are into threesomes. Nah, because, like, I, like... But I do think you should I'm, ask early on. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to be mm-hmm, how many... Mm-hmm, you know what? Cause I'm not like, oh, okay. like <laughs> I don't think you want to be too into your relationship and then say, Hey, I want to have a threesome. I do think you should talk about that early on. And she might come to you and say, she want to have a threesome. Are you also down with her right. having a threesome either with another girl or with another guy? Another girl. Sure. Right. Other, see, see, and now we're back that, like, here. See, listen, equity. That's all we want. Right. I listen, I'm, I'm all for equity in, in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, there's good people on both sides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chuck voice. I I think open relationships should be explored more, especially in the in the black community. 
I mean, I think that we're the only... I think it should be talked about more because I mm-hmm. think it exists. I, I think, Especially yes. y'all in long-distance relationships. God bless y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit. I don't know how y'all be... Listen, to me, long-distance was... I'm in Albany and, and she in Brooklyn. I can't imagine, like... <laughs> listen, I'm dead ass, like... Yeah, it's hard, though. And I can't I imagine think... a whole other country. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I do think when you, when you involve kids, can you still have an open relationship when it's just like... If you got kids with somebody, I think at that point... You can't have any kids the outside of the marriage. The there will be but no I, outside kids. I disagree because only because I've seen couples like on TV that are raising kids and they have open relationship and their kids are aware that they're in an open relationship. It's not like their lover is coming over to the house right. and like being a part of their life and raising them. But, you know, it exists. They know that that's what happens. And I think having that open transparency is important and that honesty versus hiding it. I think that's the major issue. And then you look at people that are sister wives and stuff. They raising their kids mm-hmm. and they all dating the same person and they making it work. I think sometimes with kids, I get very sensitive to exposing kids to things too young that they may not understand. But then why expose them? I feel like if as a parent, you're not letting your kids know when, you know, you and a mama having sex. So why would you let them know when you having sex with somebody else? Mm-hmm. What difference does it make? Yeah. But also... Like, kids are sponges, right? So, I think sometimes when you talk about norms and you talk about, like, emotional stability of children, I do think that a lot of children that have emotional issues sometimes, it's not because they was, like, necessarily, like, physically abused, but I think they were just exposed to too much too soon. Yeah, but how can we decide, you know, when... Well, you can't. The things it's that we tough. try to hide people from, they learn in school. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you think about the things that your parents didn't tell you that you learned somewhere else. Like, right. eventually it's going to happen. Like, when do we get to, like, Sally who gets to like, decide how My mom saw your dad at the ice cream place <laughs> with, with, another some, girl. with another woman. Like, she could be like, yeah, that's his That's shit. my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Bunch of business. Nanya. Play August Alcina. Nanya. Thanks, Alexa. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I do think that, um, I don't know if there's ever, like, a right age to, like, sh- like have the birds and bees conversation with kids. And I do yeah. agree that you don't want them to learn about certain things in school. But I do think that in terms of how you carry yourself as, like, I was just with my cousin earlier. He was saying that his his daughter that's now nine, when she was, like, four, they wanted her to be, like, put into a class where she would be, like, the the kid that would help the other kids like like kind of catch up level wise in terms of like mm-hmm. emotional and everything mm-hmm. else and he was like no yeah that's not like a lot of responsibility because no mm-hmm. a lot of not a lot a couple of parents in that class were strippers what and they were coming from like there was legit coming strippers from strippers got kids too that, that makes sense work, dropping a kid over and the kid be sleeping or talking about watching Empire it's just like, yo, sometimes good kids bring up the bad kids, but sometimes the bad kids bring down the good kids, mm. right? But so, are you making the assumption that the stripper moms had the bad kids? Where are you going no, with this? No, it's not an assumption. It's like an actual fact. Like, <laughs> she she had a kid up watching Empire falling asleep and that kind of stuff. Um, Like, not like nine in the morning, little man was up all night watching Empire, so by, by 11, he sleep, right? Damn. And not all strippers are bad. Listen, I'm sure there's great strippers out there. Um... <laughs> And great strippers that are also great moms. Exactly. Bigly. Bigly. I'm I'm sure there's some tremendous ones out there. But I do think that, I think, in my opinion, I think once you have kids, I think you got to kind of 
scale back some of your personal needs in terms of like romantic and and, and otherwise because you're mm-hmm. in charge of somebody's well-being for 18 years at a minimum. Mm-hmm. And it's your job to get them to the finish line of emotional stability. And, and we, you feel like exposing them to open relationship is the issue or having an open relationship in general is the issue. Because you can have an open relationship and not not one soul know about it, but right. the three people that you are have, or four people that once, are in your it. Your once a month night out with so-and-so. You know? I think if they don't know about it, I think I, I feel better about it. I think right now how I feel is like I'd rather the kid not know about it and then maybe by the time they're like junior high school, high school, you can say, okay, Here's what it is because what I really okay. want to happen is your kid to say, "Well, mommy and daddy are doing it, so I'm gonna do it too." And the next thing you know, he's fucking or she's nineteen, not nineteen, and ninth to tenth grade and fucking pregnant, and it's, it's just mm-hmm. like or yeah, having a kid. You can't blame that on you having an open relationship. You could blame that on your parenting. Either or, right? <laughs> like it's about how you communicate, though. I don't think it's about what you communicate, but how you communicate it. Nah, kids, they follow your example, like. Mm-hmm. I drive and I'm like, watch out, dickhead. I throw it in the back. Watch out, dickhead. And laughing. Right? Like, they follow your example. Right? So, if they see mom and dad doing certain shit, they're going to... Like, it's literally times where I'm typing on my keyboard and my daughter will look up. Look at her keyboard. Yeah. I can't play right now. I'm, I'm checking email. Like, they, they're sponges. So, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think the exposure got to be very carefully so done. So, you think yeah. they might get exposed to your side? Not Well, not side. I right? think how it's open. done has to be, un- like, unless you feel well, like... Well, their focus is the children. Like, right. and I think that's the whole come back home, this yeah. is home. And I feel like Willow number one focus. Jaden... Yeah, clearly there's some free thinkers. They be talking about yeah. shit I very never free thinkers. So I think that if you want to raise your kids to think like, yo, kids, this is what we do. The world's free. If you want to raise your kids to to feel like they can do the same, that's different than if you right. are saying, no, this is what I do. I don't want this for my kid. I think you have to be more careful. If you want to raise more Willows and, and Jadens. But I feel like why would you want to be the kind of person that you can't see your child being? That's my whole point. I feel like that, I think, you need to unpack that. We do need to, but I think oftentimes it's a lot of do as I say, not as I do. And we and, pass and that. That's just, we can't do that in black liberation. We got to teach the babies. We got to teach everybody. Yeah. We got to have the, convers- the, the tough conversations. Yeah, right. it's true. It's true. But uh, kings, protect your hearts because <laughs> you don't want to get Heshep suited and... You spend you spend all your coins on her, taking her to but brunch. Doesn't it, doesn't, it better, her to, doesn't it feel better as a man? You be like, my girl ain't cheating. I told her she could fuck that nigga. Like, like yo, they, bro, I feel like that makes it all better. Imagine you go to a food before love event and you like, oh my gosh, so many gorgeous women here. You pull one, you like, damn, I lust her so much. Nah, I lust her. And then next thing you know, she like, and but y'all not together. Yeah, chill a few times. Still and not together. And you're holding the sheets like, so what are we? She's like, we're just cordial. Like, I would enjoy. I'm good shit. love and joy. Right? Like, I'm good love. That's different from an open relationship, but I hear you. But that's a. You want to cry on the Zoom? But that's why, you but that's cry on the why August Alcina's in his feelings because she left him huddled up in the covers by his Yeah, he said he wasn't feeling protected. I think I think he had the Jada from um, Set It Off. I'm in a bye, Nate. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Poor August Alcina. He, need, he needs help. He needs like a. a I think real it's the hair dye. Ther- it got him. Yeah, yeah. That shit. And just, and just for me, Permi got fucked this whole shit up. 
Mm-mm. But uh, August Alcina has been through a lot. Shout out to him. Yes, he, he need to get it together. He though. do, man. Shout out to him. Um, I'm gonna play some music now because it's been a very like I've learned some things here tonight. This is this has been like a very good learning experience. Yeah. This is good. This is good. Um, my song. Typically, I'll play you know something newer. Um, shout out to Berlin on Grow Project. I mean Grow Zone Part Two. I was gonna play something off your project, but for the sake of the culture, I gotta play an August Alcina song. But <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Berlin though. Yeah, that's the home team and all that. Um, August Alcina, F B G P. Fuck bitches get paid. That's the oh, name of the song. That's the name of the song. Here's that. I don't trust them, I don't love them, I don't cuff them, I just fuck them. Being faithful, girl, I tried it, now I treat them like it's nothing. Cause I thought that you was different. Thought you had potential, hell, I see that I was tripping. Almost caught me slipping. Trying to save a hoe who don't wanna be saved. Never thought you could be this way. You used to be my ride or die. Now I don't trust you to say, girl, look at the game. Who the fuck you think I am? Some pictures of your sonogram You posted on your Instagram Alright, who's next? Uh, my song this week is from Buju Bantan His newest uh, album He has a song with my girl I love her, Steph London I love her She oh, lit. so cute um, It's uh, Call Me Okay. And here's that his name he's an emerging artist yeah give on uh garden kisses you know the vibes there you go i might get a ticket tonight trying to make it to your crib i might even lose my license the way i'm driving baby please bow Tulips on my fate. You gonna be my blessing tonight. So keep your eyes. So those are musical selections. Um, check out our newsletter that we dropped at Stereo Bros newsletter. Stereobros.com forward slash newsletter. Shout out to Kim Montgomery for um. Oh, saying, yeah. You, you got to fix that for me because I'm fake losing my voice. Um. Shout out to Kim Montgomery for pulling up. Shout out to his jazz and everybody else that contributed. Shout out to Ashep Suit for designing that thing. The merch is back lit. So, stereobros.com forward slash shop to pull up to that. Before we go, we want to give Cass an opportunity to plug some of what she's doing. Yes, thank you for joining us, Spash. Tremendous guest. You know what I mean? Um, You got anything coming up? You got any more events? You got any more... Zooms where young innocent guys will get skewered yes, for. Uh, she brought us the double or date phenomenon. Oh, man. Well, she kept us busy like, during uh, quarantine. Yeah, 
quarantine. Yes, yeah, so I was hosting a dating show called Double Date uh, with a few of my friends. Um, just having a bachelor or bachelorette meet three anonymous, attractive, intelligent, mm-hmm. available uh, contestants um, and getting to know them and connecting during the quarantine uh, so that mm-hmm. they can find somebody. Um, we just wrapped up the first season. Don't know when the second season is going to launch, but looking for eligible oh, d- bachelors. During, during wave number two. Yeah, during wave <laughs> two, I guess. Um, looking for more eligible bachelors to be on the show. Um Outside nine of to fivers that, or nine to fivers, okay. five to niners, right? You know, if you don't got a job because right now the <laughs> unemployment check is hitting, um, yeah, hit me up. Uh, what else? Right now, I'm just um, I'm teaching. Well, I recently taught a social media class, uh, a free one, and I realized that it could be best used on social media. Um, so I'm breaking down the class and a digestible version of it mm-hmm. um, on my Instagram for the Rosario group. So I'm doing that right now. That's nice, about nice, it. Nice. Until we could connect in person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, more will come later on. Sounds, nice. Sounds like so food before love, you mentioned that it's about kind of curating an experience that for like an improved dining experience for like black and brown people. Mm-hmm. Could you talk a little bit about like what that means to you and like what kind of sparked your interest in creating that? Yeah, I mean, like most black people trying to start a thing, just really didn't see ourselves in the spaces. Still, mm-hmm. still don't. Um, when I started it, the Neelys were on TV, mm-hmm. and they were married. They're I'm divorced like, now. Divorced now. That's my people, yo. <laughs> Damn, yeah. man. But they were married. I wasn't. They from the South. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just this kind of idea of black being monolith and what that looked like. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't relate. And then also, they were the only versions of me that I could see online, and I just didn't feel like that was enough. And at that time, I wanted to have my own TV show, which is something I'm working towards now. Mm -hmm. Um, Nice, nice. But, you know, it just didn't seem realistic. So I said, you know, what's the next best thing that I could do? And I started writing reviews about restaurants. So since we started eight years ago... um, We've taken people to different cities and countries to learn more about the food nice. and culture. We normally do an annual trip to Hudson Valley and like stomp grapes mm-hmm. and That's do fire. a vineyard tour. We've gone to New Orleans. Um, we do a day trip to Philly. We've gone to Colombia, to Cartagena um, to learn more about the food and culture there. And then uh, we have like annual events that we do. Um, we've done wine tastings. We have a brunch called Mimosaholic. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's what I do. And then we have a ton of content on the site, also giving flowers to black and brown people in hospitality that, you know, aren't tokenized mm-hmm. and may not be getting the respect and that they deserve. So mm-hmm. we talk about them on there. I could definitely see that's you fine. with your own like definitely. food show, travel blog. Yeah, thing. some travel. I mm-hmm. mostly want to talk about ice cream. That's like my shit. Mm-hmm. Favorite so, flavor. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? I don't have a favorite flavor because I have commitment issues. So I really, uh-huh. I don't do favorites in general. Uh-huh. Um, But the last best, I'd like to do my last best. My last best ice cream that I had is this um, raspberry cheesecake from Morgan Stearns, mm-hmm. um, which I love. And then my... I do have a favorite ice cream shop, which is Jenny's. Um, and Where is that? It's the closest one to New York is in D.C., but they're actually nationwide. Um, they're in Atlanta. They're in Ohio. Mm-hmm. They're in L.A. And they have this rainbow flavor that is really not ice cream. It's more of a yogurt. It's more, mm-hmm. of, more of a frozen yogurt. Um, Fro-yo. And that shit is hitting. Mm-hmm. It's like 
key lime, raspberry, and something else, mm-hmm. and that is is bomb. And their darkest chocolate also bomb. Um, yeah, this girl knows her I ice know. cream. I so, can talk about ice cream a lot. If you're in Brooklyn tomorrow, Jazzy has to take you to Island Pops. Oh, on, yes, yes. Oh, shout out to Island Pops. Mushroom. I haven't had it yet, but I've been Yo, following them. I, I love their today. rum and raisin. That's my I, favorite. So, I eat... Like an old West Indian person. I eat like an old West Indian too, because I like grape nut ice cream, or like soursop, but their ice cream, their grape nut ice cream is OD fire. Um, but you got to try there in Ample Hills, if you have okay. But I have had Ample Hills, but I'm not so impressed by them. Like I've had a few flavors Ooh, and people not, go crazy about it, and Stash it's like off, no? I don't know. I just can't get with it. I think you like Island Pops though because it's it's light, but mm-hmm. it's also like mad flavorful. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like their vanilla don't taste like mm-hmm. rice. It should taste like it's homemade. Yeah, it's very like, it's very it, home. It tastes hand yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. wait to try it. I normally in Brooklyn go to Blue Marble. That's like my Brooklyn spot. I haven't been there yet, Mm-mm. but. Yeah, Island Pops, I've been meaning to try. I love what they're doing on social. It just nah, looks so much fun and mm-hmm. good. And they and have like them. this sorrel condensed mm-hmm. milk popsicle. Like, they it's shit, hitting. They mm-hmm. shit. I had some earlier. This shit was mad good. It shit good. True. It shit good. Nah, it's good to hear that. Let the folks know where they can find you to uh, either... Connect. Yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram as Food Before Love. My personal is just my name. Uh... Should I spell it out? Yes. Cassandra, yes. C-A-S-A-N-D-R-A dot Rosario, R-O-S-A-R-I-O. Um, that's my IG. So everyone can find it there and find, you know, my event and marketing business as well as Food Before Love or connect about Double Date. Mm-hmm. There you go. So my parting words for this week, in the words of the uh, scholar Thump Mendoza, as I said earlier, I'll give a coward a backhand. Black Lives Matter, but... Not yours, black man. Oh, God. That is counterproductive <laughs> to the movement. It really is. <laughs> that, well. That's my words, though. Yes, yes. Well, thank you for your words of wisdom, PNL. Um, What am I thinking about this? Oh, you know, I, I was just telling Cass that I've been having this, like, black awakening. Like, I bought a whole bunch of head wraps mm. and waist beads. Yes, and queen. I'm just getting back to my you know roots during yeah. this time that i've been away from the plantation it's india you Ari. know <laughs> working from home it's so, giving india re yeah so i will encourage everyone to you know get get to the root of who you are mm. during this time you know that's it get to know you there you go okay any parting words my parting words is continue to slow down I think the quarantine has allowed us to slow down, mm-hmm. but I think, like, I know for me, a lot of the days feel very, quote-unquote, normal. So, it feels like there isn't a pandemic happening. So, I think just a reminder to, like, continue to slow down. Mm-hmm. Facts. And we also can't leave without saying, arrest the mofos that killed Breonna Taylor. Yes. Rest in peace, George Floyd and everybody else that got killed. At the hands of... Elijah McClain. Elijah McClain, yeah. Rest in peace to all the victims of police brutality. Um, And to the unnamed people, the people that we will never know, the people that there is no video for, and Mm. there are no, you know, witnesses willing to come forward, you know? Prayers for them. Absolutely. Over and out. No matter what we face, we must face a moment of truth, baby.